Welcome to Rules of the Frame. I am your host, Connor Reed, and here's your other host, John Skinner. I'm also here. He is here. Uh, this has been interesting. I mean, this is this is going to come out post our films they hid from a series, but we are actually recording this before we have finished recording the final episode in this series, which is the first time that we've ever done this. But there's a special reason to it, because this is our We're next series. Hide. We're oh. trying to hide this from you. We are trying to hide this for you. We're sneaking it in so you can't prepare for any of the movies that we're going to be covering at all. This was was a recommendation by my girlfriend Claire on this kind of continuous miniseries that we're going to be doing throughout. We're basically going to be doing this every other series. And I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be weird a bit because I think there's going to be films that we've maybe already... We should put in these categories but that we've already covered. So we will mention it in these mini-sodes, but we won't be like recovering whatever these films are that we decide. But so we are doing the five best kind of in air quotes films of the 2010s. So we are going to be going by each decade and basically picking out like our picks for the five best. And we, <laughs> we're, we're still actually trying to figure out the criteria. And so we thought we'd make that part of this mini-sode to just make it, interesting so that you guys can see our creative process throughout all of this and i mean it's really weird it's it's really throwing me off because usually by the time that we are finishing up one series we really have almost all if not all of the films for the next series uh, listed and prepared so it's just strange going into this like not really even knowing what we're going to have to do research on, what we're going to have to be looking for guests for. So I'm assuming it's going to be a bit of a mad scramble as soon as we're done with this, just trying to find guests and trying to find information, all that sort of stuff, especially because these are going to be more, most likely some higher caliber films. We really try to focus on maybe lesser known films or, I mean, films that we just really want to talk about. And I don't know about you, John, but I'm actually really nervous about this series of mini mini series because I don't know I feel like there's like a lot of episodes there's just a lot of movies where I'm like I don't know if I'm prepped and ready to talk on this yet like probably my biggest fear is whenever we have to cover 2001 which we will cover at some point but I have like four different books on it and there's just so much content in it so it really makes me nervous so there might be some longer episodes um because of this series but yeah I'm I'm really excited. John, how do you feel about this? Well, you're you're the intellectual and I'm the common man. So, uh, you, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see some movies. You got to do like, some research too. I absolutely do have the research, but I enjoy doing the research. And um, it, I guess it will depend. I'm not, I'm, I, we got to see what the movies we come up with. But I'm excited that some of these are going to be new movies, I'm assuming, or is they going to be based on our own experience? Yeah. Whereas, you know, where's the line? a little bit both right yeah this is the tricky part i mean we're really just figuring out the criteria for it right now 
I like I have thoughts in my head of how we're going to do this, but I think this is going to be like a mix of like personal favorites for us, but also like maybe um, like empirically some of the best received movies or all of that. So yeah, let's well let's just get into it right now. And I'm going to put this disclaimer out. I don't think that we are doing this in any sort of order. Like whatever the next episode is going to be is not going to be like the fifth best movie of the 2010s. I think we're all just kind of lumping these films into this category. So, yes, we are not saying you know which one is better than the other. I mean, and maybe maybe for each of us, who knows, this is maybe um one of the criteria of where each one of us picks out whatever favorite movie of the 2010s was or something. But yes, let's uh, let's dig into this um, thoughts, John, on what we <laughs> what we should do for the series. My definition is is these are the five best movies that are the best version of themselves, I guess. And so, like, I think that oh, leaves room for well-executed movies and movies that we just really enjoyed because they were really pitch perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what it reminds me of is I just watched, again, one of my favorite movies, which is The Fugitive. Mm -hmm. And The Fugitive is... I actually may have been nominated for Best Picture. It didn't win, but it's not the type of movie that would get, you know, that would win Best Picture or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, uh, an action thriller. But it's... It's perfectly crafted, and I think that mm-hmm. that kind of definition sort of allows us to. We're not really making a top five list where it's like you know people get mad at us when we leave stuff out. I think it's just we're trying to find five <laughs> yeah. movies, five movies per decade that really exemplify. I want to get you know diff, movies that tell us about the era too, um, and yeah, and sort sort of stick out to us. So I think. By being more vague and, and we, it gives allows us to just kind of go with our gut, which is good. Um, but I think mm-hmm. there's an excellence that's required. Um, it's not just a movie you like, but it's a mo- movie you would argue for. I think with other people, if you were arguing over uh, uh, this list. So, what is going to determine the order, though? I think we need to break this down into multiple things. So, I, I'm honestly thinking some of these films on this list may not even be films that we like, but are just, and I mean, I know you were saying like, oh, these are ones that we just think are like the most perfect version, but I think we should just kind of examine, I don't know what like empirically culture at the time and all of that kind of like bid in for. Um, like, so, so, okay, let's bring this into our first pick. So one of the things I've been trying to figure out then is do is one of these um, films that we cover? It, should that be the highest grossing film of that decade? Because I think that's a really interesting look at things, which I don't want to talk about. It's Avengers End Endgame, and I hate that movie. Like, <laughs> I really don't want to talk about it. But I think it's also interesting too, because in examining that, you know, we basically have to go in and examine examine the entire MCU. And why that's kind of blown up and has really become movies that like everyone goes to and, you know, the, always the highest grossing and all that. I'm personally kind of against Marvel movies, but I think it is an interesting phenomenon that, you know, obviously has its start in the 2000s with Iron Man. 
but really kicks off in the 2010s with just, you know, the entire extended universe with that. I almost want to do five, like, archetypes of types of movies. Maybe, we, you know, maybe okay. we don't do that for every decade, but maybe we start mm-hmm. off with this idea of, like, we take the... Maybe it doesn't have to be the most top-grossing film, okay. but it's it's a it's a high mega grossing like made a lot of money movie so like for example 90s you could do titanic or you could do jurassic mm-hmm. park and well, mm-hmm. which one do you think would make more of a uh, an interesting conversation about uh making money in that decade i think mm-hmm. that that's a good you know one of those maybe one right. critically acclaimed in terms of like oscar bait sort of movies that 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 one best picture and and we think is the best, and then maybe also mm. we do one that we really like that that is our favorite, and then maybe we do uh sort of a critically acclaimed but more like not the type that's going for awards but sort of retroactively has been considered a masterpiece sort of thing you know your your yeah um, Shawshank would be a great example of that where, like <laughs> it's aged right. really aged super well um and then. I don't know. That's four, right? Uh, maybe it was the fifth type of just something like really, personal really... pick or something like that. Yeah, something that that you know. That's where maybe we come into like we think it's a perfect movie and, okay. and it's just an excellent, excellently paced you know okay. example of. So here, I'll, well, I'll, whatever that is. Do you have five movies in mind that you're thinking of? I have a list that's longer than that in my like head, for this decade. I, I kind of yeah, yeah for of the course, decade. Of um, the th- the thing that really jumps out at me when we do this question for this decade, at least, is the uh, the run from. Let me just. I gotta pull this up. Uh, talking about <laughs> you know um, the Revenant, Birdman, and then uh, what was the previous? So Inuritu's career. In- Inuritu's three. That's that's one that really jumps in my head. It just. These these runs, you know, the, the mm. mid mid two thousand or twenty tens movies. It's just hard. This is one's hard because I don't really hasn't really okay. calcified into a, a decade in my head yet. It's too recent. You know, two thousands nineties. I, I I know right. exactly. But you know, I'm just trying to think balancing top top ones. But yeah, Avengers is. Mm-hmm. I think I I actually like Avengers Endgame, but I don't want to do it as much but maybe we should because yeah i think it is we have to talk about the like yeah we have to cover a the MCU. mcu film and i think endgame is a perfect perfect um it's a culmination of that and it's um maybe i mean mm-hmm. the, i guess the question would be would you rather do endgame or of av- what year was avengers 2010 well we already covered avengers <laughs> you were okay, you so weren't we don't with us at that point yeah so, so we don't want to do we don't we don't do ones that we did already. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, Endgame, Endgame versus Infinity War. I think Endgame is probably well. Endgame is the higher grossing one, and I think the more well received. Yeah. I don't like either, but I think that Endgame is a better film than Infinity War. I felt yeah, Infinity War is a piece of crap. <laughs> don't at me. Avengers made a bigger impact, but Endgame made more money. So. There you go. And it's like, it's more of an end of an era. Yeah, and I'm always fascinated by, and we talked about this a little bit when we talked about James Cameron, I'm fascinated by the the champions, the ones that 
become the top grossing film of all mm-hmm. time. I remember right. rooting for for Star Wars Star Wars to get there and it didn't. Um but like mm-hmm. there's something magical yeah, about Force that Awakens run and it's only so happened <sighs> Yeah, well this, you know, it's Avengers uh well before that was Avatar, before that was Titanic and then a bunch of Spielberg movies. Like it doesn't happen that often and mm-hmm. this one was right. weird because it was like inevitable. It's not a pun not intended, mm-hmm. but like it, it it everyone sort of knew it was going to happen unless it was a a complete dumpster fire which again wasn't going to happen uh but it's so strange that like there's always a little bit of magic when avatar goes in theaters right and people love it i don't mm-hmm. like avatar but like people loved it mm-hmm. and there's a spark of like oh oh this is great and endgame didn't have that because it was just this was going to happen they had been building this for years it was going to make the most money like it was right. almost a guarantee, and so right. yeah, I think gonna there's a there's a love there's a level there's a level of franchise building that's never been done before with with MCU that I think yeah I think it's worth worth talking about. So yes, so end one. game we have one out of five, <laughs> and we're fifteen minutes in. One out of five. All right. Um, yes. Okay, so well, here's another what's, one. What is okay? Another category I was thinking about. There are ten best picture winners, and not that we're saying that the Oscars are the end-all be-all for determining great films, because they're not. Um, I think it's more important that they raise awareness for like films that are less seen. But I thought maybe one of the interesting things, because it is like really the the award show that everyone kind of looks to, it's the one that gets put on like the box art, all of that sort of stuff. So maybe instead of like a best picture winner, like what if we maybe focus instead on a film that won the most Oscars or maybe was nominated for the most Oscars in the decade. All right. What would that be? So do you, the one that won the most Oscars in the decade, you're going to love this, John, is Gravity. Really? Yes. It won seven. I love Gravity. But it didn't win Best Picture. It didn't win Best Picture. Uh, 12 Years a Slave beat it out. I think that's a good idea. What What's the most awarded Best Picture winner? Uh, that's a good question. Um, no, I I think I'm, it I'm a, uh, it might be the artist. Yeah, maybe we do do gravity. I mean, that's one of my favorite and best in theater experiences. But I mm-hmm. coming into this, I didn't want to bring it up because I thought, in some ways, it's some something that can't be replicated. But I think that maybe makes it uh, worth talking about because it is that is a movie mm-hmm. that in the theater, especially now when we can't quite go in the theater in the same way on mm. the same level that was a special experience watching gravity that was the best <laughs> yeah theater we actually went in saw, terms of like we went and saw it in the theater together and i remember just being so blown away by it oh yeah i saw it twice mm-hmm. did we see it we didn't see it in imax though did we, we? saw it in the Siloam springs see? theater which is the crappiest little theater <laughs> to see that in Oh, I had definitely seen it already. Yeah, you yeah. did. I was getting you guys to go. Yeah, I had gone gone and seen it in IMAX 3D, mm-hmm. and that was a good experience uh, in the the normal theater. But the 3D was uh, mind blowing, mm-hmm. and I, it was sort of the way people describe Avatar, right? Uh, you know, experience. But yeah, I like that. That's a good. That's a special movie to me. Okay, and I think uh, it it's technically interesting because. Uh, it's very minimalistic, and yet there was a lot of work that went into creating a really interesting, unique visual style. Right, right. 
Okay, it's so a, it's a oneer, kind of. Um, so we have two now. So this is this is the other kind of general area I was thinking. Also, please let me know if you have any thoughts towards like I don't know segment that you think would you know incorporate for one of these movies. I think cultural impact is also something that we really need to consider for these films. There's a couple movies I have in mind for this where I just felt like they just kind of rocked the world and everything that went along with it. Again, this is just based on my personal experience and what I could perceive at the time. There's three ones I'm really thinking of and one I'm really I'm I'm kind of leaning away from. So here's my three. Mad Max Fury Road, Inception, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Those are on my my overall list. Um, mm-hmm. Another one that I was thinking about a little bit was uh, American Sniper, in that I sort of was a, a little bit of a yeah a big cultural hit. But yeah, I those were definitely on my radar in terms of kind of took the world by storm. Mm-hmm. Now you're leaning away from Inception. No, I was leaning away from Force Awakens because that's lying on the rest of Star Wars too. But it is interesting because it basically like, you know, rebooted Star Wars to what we know it as today. Yeah, I it was I just think like a major hit. Inception is sorry, what was the third one you did? Mad Max Fury Road. One. That's hard. I know. Those are both those two are the huge, ones huge, huge hits. Because those are just two movies that I remember like everyone went out and saw. Both of them just changed each of their like respective genres so much. Where like I feel like no action movie after Fury Road was the same. And no kind of like cerebral thriller after Inception was the same. Like both of those movies have so many clones of themselves. Well, it's funny because I think they both have a lot of people copying them and no one can come close because it's just sort of a unique situation. Mm-hmm. The com- complex puzzle but in a very blockbuster wrapping mm-hmm. of Inception was just a huge hit and then gets a lot of think pieces about it. Yep. And Mad, Mad Max is the same way where no one's going to come close to that level of intensity of those chase scenes like you Mm -hmm. can copy the aesthetic a little bit but like it is such a singular film that can't be replicated afterwards so many people were just like we need to do so much more like practical like in-camera effects and lean away from cgi one thing that's interesting is inception's been out longer and so there's sort of a not a backlash but like some people criticize it as not like overrated a little bit because it's not they mm-hmm. call, consider it not super it's just there's an over it's sort of a criticism of Nolan where where he's not as people say he's not as deep as people think but right uh, whereas everyone I think loves Mad Max I I'm leaning towards Inception now this mm-hmm. film podcast sometimes turns into a, a Christopher Nolan <laughs> fan <laughs> podcast and we've only covered one of his movies. <laughs> Well, we're only going to cover one of his movies in this series, too. And, oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, I think Inception, because that's another... For me, personally, it's both a very special in-theater experience and something that a lot of other people regarded really well. And mm-hmm. it sort of tells us about uh, film in the decade. 
right in what it in what it is and in what it isn't in a lot of ways it's one of the only action blockbusters that was in the franchise you know as a sort of an o- mm-hmm. opposite to the MCU true discussion um there's just not true. a lot of stuff like that that that's not going to have a sequel that's that's that big of a hit mm-hmm. um original ip where yeah so i i think inception i don't okay. know i right. really love Fury Road. Me too. I I like Fury Road more than Inception, but I think we might have to lean towards Inception on this one. Let me know again if you have any ideas for the other two, but I was even thinking maybe we each pick what we think is like the best movie of the decade or something close to it. Hmm. This is hard. So here's a, here's some some ones that I'm thinking of. We've already kind of okay. picked my favorites per- personally, honestly. The Social Network. Oh, yes. It's a great movie and in a lot of ways sort of saw the future in a lot of ways because it was, it mm. was a movie that came out right when Facebook was like this wonderful thing that everyone loved for some reason. And mm. uh, I remember that being like the the first like negative, in some ways the ne- first negative thing. Everyone loved mm-hmm. tech. Everyone loved Facebook. And now uh, it's sort of seen as a danger to our society. <laughs> In the social network, you s- sort of see the the disintegrating of relationships that Facebook ends up causing in the story of its founding. Um, that one's interesting. Uh, Argo mm. is really good. And the reason I say Argo is that is one of the movies that it's not honestly one of my favorite movies. But mm-hmm. I think it's the perf- perfect version of that movie. You couldn't improve that story being told that way with those people Mm -hmm. and and i think there's an excellence to it um that's it would be interesting to talk about um i really like lincoln that's it that's Mm -hmm. all i have to say i really like lincoln a lot uh and i'm surprised you didn't bring up a, a villeneuve film or like skyfall or something skyfall is really good I've always said I like Skyfall because it feels like a a Nolan film. Uh, one one more is uh, you are right. It's um, Sicario, mm. Sicario, Sicario. Wow. Oh, Sicario is so freaking good. <laughs> okay, so out of those that you said, what do you think is? I I'm kind of leaving out, or I'm weighing more towards what I think is the best of the movies instead of like my own personal favorite. You can pick your personal favorite if you want to. If I picked my personal favorite, it'd be Sicario. Okay. But I think that Argo is... Uh, the Social Network is a I really would go between The Social Network unique. or Sicario. Let's keep talking about it. So we're talking about okay. two more. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll let you know mine. I'm, I've kind of actually settled on one. I think my favorite movie of the 2010s is The Tree of Life. And this this might be a shocker for everyone. What I think is the best movie of the 2010s is The Lighthouse. Did that come out in 2019? It came out in 2019, yes. I have not been stunned by a movie like that in a long time. It absolutely blew my mind in every way. I think it's an absolute perfect film. And you said your favorite was... Tree of Life. Mm, that's hard. So we got Tree of Life, 
So I, now, now you're really putting pressure on me to pick my favorite, favorite, favorite. No, 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 and no, 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 no. I, no. because I, I'm what I'm saying is I'm choosing the lighthouse. If you're okay with that. Yeah, I think that's good. Okay, that's later in the decade. We don't have a lot. Yeah, I know La La Land, man. La La Land's in my top ten of the decade. It's like I think it's number ten. I literally have my letterboxed list right here. It's number ten. Um, do you want I me really to throw out another one? That's number five for me for the decade. Toy Story three. That's a very good movie. It's a very emotional. See, you keep picking my favorite emotional connection I know. movies, and I, I want to get <laughs> get one in there. I want to at some point be logical and be like, "Here's the best mm-hmm. movie of the decade." And you know, what is considered the best movie of the decade? I guess that's a, a good question. Mm-hmm. To, to, you know, which writ this large, is, what do people think is? I think that's what this mini series is hoping to figure out. Is like, why is it that these films are the ones that? rank so high above or so popular i don't really want to pick my personal i want to think what is the pinnacle of cinema in the 2010s Mm -hmm. like according to everyone so it doesn't have to be best picture but it helps this is what's hard is that some of these later ones haven't had the time to really sit with people so it's it's hard to Mm -hmm. it's so recent but i i think we maybe need to do the tree of life unless we can think of something else that we think is I do really want to cover The Tree of Life, but it's also one of those movies that I don't feel like I'm ready to cover. I don't really want to do Sicario because okay. I've already done, you know, that's I love that movie. I love that movie a lot, but it's not considered, you know, a masterpiece for all time or anything like that. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. I don't it's know. sort of indicative, though. I think it's pretty close well, it's to indicative. Perfect. It is. But... To me, there is a, a higher version of a of a, a masterpiece. The things that get remembered forever, mm-hmm. and that movie is an excellent, perfect, same thing, perfect version of that movie. You know, dude, I, I think we gotta put Tree of Life. Uh, I, it's... I know, but I'm not ready. I left my I left my Malik books in Arkansas or in Kansas. That's the most American thing that's ever been said. Okay, we have to do a movie, a movie that like people think is the greatest movie of all time it has to be on this yeah. list we can't i haven't seen it because it's so transcendent that i'm sort of waiting keeping it in the tank for a, t- a time when i need a mm-hmm. a little uh magic you know okay and and so th- but that's good I, this will be a good time to see it yeah um okay let's do tree of life so then. maybe we don't put inception in there because i think inception is sort of similar to gravity even though we really liked it but okay um, but here's the difference guy. where i think gravity is we're putting that on there because of the oscar thing i think inception has had like the most public sway over any other film Clara's nodding she's in the room she is nodding with me that that has had the most cultural impact of like any movie in the 2010s what and, what other film in this gra- decade has been summed up like where you can make a sound and people know what movie you're talking about yeah, you're right. You're right. You've convinced me. And Gravity, Gravity is a movie I is special to me and has won a lot of awards, but I feel like it's sort of been forgotten a little bit, if that's possible. Yeah. No, I agree. Because with Gravity and with uh Sicario and Arrival, like there's this new wave of visually spectacular films that are big hits but also like just some of the most beautiful movies Mad Max is also one of these maybe hmm so 
chronologically, how does that look? How does that look chronologically? I think we should do Avengers first. And then I like I think it'd be fun if we do kind of like these more like empirical, like data driven ones first and then do our kind of more personal picks afterwards. So I'm almost thinking like maybe we just do it in the order that we said. So Avengers first, then Gravity, Inception, then Lighthouse, then Tree of Life. I want to do Tree of Life last because I need a lot of prep for that. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Then let's do that. Let's do that. That's our, our list. Cool. Um. There you guys have it. That's basically our process for this whole way that we do it. And I think this is the first time where we've actually given the audience the entire rundown of what our series is going to be, like all of the films that we're going to be covering. Granted, it's only five, but I kind of want to clarify. I think I said maybe like the best films of the 2010s, but I kind of, who even knows what the difference of these two words is, but I'm, I'm kind of phrasing this as more of the top five films of the 2010s because i don't think avengers endgame is one of the best five films of the 2010s but it tops a chart so i'm just gonna leave it at that yeah i love that this will get easier um because Mm -hmm. uh as we get into actual decades that we can think of as decades uh right now it's so weird but yeah for (laughs) sure I'm, i'm i love this list i'm excited cool this is going to be a good time uh thank you guys so much for joining us on this journey